0: Right now, you can get 25% off any PFF subscription if you use code BETTINGPOD. Grades and data are live for every single player who logged a snap last week. You can go check out all the highest graded players from week eight and look to find some early value on spread picks and player props for week nine. What can you get with a PFF subscription? All of PFF's Locked Article content, PFF's NFL and College Football betting dashboards, our grade power projections, cover probabilities, and betting values. Zero to 100 grades of every single player, including the top rookies on every team. Our player props tool, which shows plus-minus value for every NFL prop. PFF NFL green line, we got a DFS optimizer, and so much more. Support the pod and use promo code BETTINGPOD for 25% off any subscription. And it is week 10 of the college football season. I can't believe we are already hitting double digits. The season has basically flown by, but uh, we are here to get you prepped on the PFF Benny podcast. Once again, joined by Anthony Trash. And, you know, first we're going to recap a little bit of our bets last week. Trash definitely carried us, unfortunately. Uh, it wasn't our best week. I went two and four on the plays that I suggested on our PFF Benny podcast. Uh, Tresh went five and six, so not quite a winning week. I do think we're going to get back into the winning ways quite a bit. We did put too much. Uh, stock or too many eggs in one basket on Iowa and Oregon State both of those plays we had both losers so if we turn some of those uh, you know consensus plays around I think we're going to be doing a lot better but uh, we also got you know the playoff committee's initial college football rankings. So, Trash, I wanted to get your thoughts on who do you think from those particular rankings are are too high, too low? Who do you think could potentially be dropping out of that top 4 and who do you think could possibly be taking their place?
1: Yeah, I mean, I wasn't too, you never know what to expect when you go into that first thing with right. the CFP committee cuz <laughs> you know some of the rationale is kind of suspect, I will say. I mean, this is the same committee that had Iowa State highly ranked last year cuz Brees Hall led the nation in rushing yards even though he was just Force fed a bunch of t- our attempts than anyone else in college football, but I digress there. Right. Um. You know, as far as of who I think is a little overrated, I do think that you know Michigan State they have a good resume. I mean, obviously coming off a big win against Michigan, um, great comeback. But you know, a lot of things went their way in that one, and I do think that they've shown a lot of flaws this year, um, especially against Indiana. I mean, we're talking if Indiana didn't have to start their backup quarterback, they'd probably win that game because Michigan State could not do anything offensively. Um, so I think they're vulnerable, and I think Oregon at four. Um, is really vulnerable. Really, uh, I think those two rankings were almost a little bit of a courtesy ranking. Like, good job so far. Um, you know, see, let's see what you can do the rest of the way. But I'm not confident, really, right. either, either of those two, those two teams. But then, of course, Oklahoma at eight—that was probably the biggest shock um, of the entire evening.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I agree with you. I do think. Uh... You you never know exactly what to make of the rankings, kind of like you said, especially when they're first released. A little bit of it is you know just fodder for uh, the Twitterverse and everything else. But I'm so I'm not putting a ton of stock into it. I do agree with you. Um, I do think we're gonna see. Um, you know, uh, potentially uh, Oregon lose this weekend. Kind of like you said, I also think, you know, uh, Michigan State's probably going to be on upset alert for the rest of the season until they potentially get to that Big Ten tile game, if they do so. Uh, I think it's going to be interesting the rest of the way. I do think... Um, the takeaway main main takeaway I think is is that uh, Alabama and Georgia could potentially both be locked in no matter what really happens in that SEC championship game so I think that's probably the main thing that I'm taking away right now but let's let's move on let's talk week 10 marquee matchups we'll start with the SEC Uh, neither of the two teams that we mentioned previously but Auburn Texas A&M we have Texas A&M basically eighth overall in our in our ELO rankings, Auburn 21st overall, 4.5-point uh, four, four spread for Texas A&M, 49.5-point total. Greenland doesn't have any real value on the spread or total. Uh, do you like anything in this matchup, and how do you kind of see this game playing out?
1: Yeah, I mean, I like Auburn in this one. Um, you know, with Texas A&M, I love their run game. I mean, Devonit Shade and Isaiah Spiller probably one of the best running back uh, rooms in college football. Um, but Auburn also has a good running back room, And then when you look at the passing offenses, I think Auburn has the real edge here, which is a, kind of a surprise to say with Bo Nix there. I mean, you know, we've right. all dogged on him a lot, but he's been playing his best football as of late. I mean, he has an 88.1 passing grade over his last four games. He's led to, he's led Auburn to positive EPA per pass in three of those four games with the one being in negative territory coming against Georgia. Um, you know, I've been really impressed with kind of the improvement he's made over the last few weeks, but most It's not so much I'm a big believer, big buyer Bo Nix. It's more, I think I'm a little bit more confident in him producing well than Zach Calzada, the Texas AM quarterback. Now, he did have, you know, a historic performance against Alabama. Probably the one game that we'll look back at 2020, 2021, that is, and say, remember Zach Calzada, what he did. Now, a lot of that success in that game was built on fluky plays made under pressure you know com- exceptional composure in those moments but at the end of the day it's not a sustainable way to win and you know we've kind of seen it with some of his performance overall outside of that game I mean when he's been operating from a clean pocket he's led Texas a to the second least efficient passing offense in the SEC ahead of only Bandy um, and so that's why I like Auburn in this one um, you know I do think that they're you know they have the edge offensively I think they're more than capable of keeping this within a field goal uh, if not winning
0: outright. There we go. There we go. So take Auburn. Uh, we are officially on the Bowen Knicks hype train. It has been, uh, you know, it's worked out for the most part. I think we've basically backed them in all the spots they've actually covered, which has been good so far. So we'll keep see if we can keep that moving. Let's stay in the SEC. LSU, Alabama. Alabama, 28.5 point favorites. 66.5 point total. Uh, I know what I kind of like in this matchup, but I want to get your thoughts on this, Trash.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is a big point spread here. This is a lot of points. And that's, right. that's always a concern. I mean, LSU, they're kind of, I mean, they're a little bit of a dumpster fire. If We're going to be completely honest. Um, You know, Alabama, I think this is more of a game for them to kind of work out their kinks just because they've been rather inconsistent, um, you know, on really both sides of the ball. This is, and I mean, going back to that Tennessee game, I mean, letting up massive plays and coverage of 50, 70 yard touchdowns, um, you know, just very undisciplined sometimes there in the secondary. And then, of course, the offensive line, I mean, they're allowing, I think they're 55th in the power five and pressure rate allowed this season. Um, You know, very susceptible to letting up unblocked pressure, which is also a problem with some of the coaching staff there, you know, getting ready for protections. Um, And so I think it's kind of working out those kinks before they have to face Georgia, you know, presumably in the SEC title game more than likely. Um, And, you know, I think this is kind of just a warm up game for them. So, you know, I I think with this spread, I'm not, not, you know, faithful enough in LSU um, to back them, but at the end of the day, that's still a lot of points. So I'm just kind of stay away from this one Um, You know, I think for the total perspective, maybe the under, but I I think I'm going to stay away from this one completely.
0: Yeah, definitely. So Greenlight has a little bit of value on LSU. I'm I'm with you on that. I don't feel comfortable backing uh, the Tigers against Alabama. I'm not taking them at plus twenty eight and a half. Uh, but I do I do like the six six and a half point total. I know you said LSU's allowed some big plays in the passing game. Both these coverage units rank in the top twenty five in our opponent just adjusted grade. So I think, uh, especially if you kind of agree that the the Crimson Tide could be working out a few kinks here, I do think we could see this game be just a little bit more low low scoring. Six six and a half points is a lot. Both defenses. Sit, you know, in our top five uh, opponent adjusted grades overall in the SEC. So uh, maybe, you know, maybe it's a little bit more of a defensive performance, but I think six six and a half points is a tough barrier to climb. So I am on uh, the under here in this matchup. So we'll see how that one plays. up. It's always interesting sweating an under, especially uh, when you're doing it in an Alabama game. So we'll see. Let's head out west. Pac-12, Oregon, Washington. Uh, kind of, you know, kind of an intriguing matchup. I know you said earlier you're not a big believer in the sucks uh you know even based on where they're ranked at in you know the college football playoff committee seven point spread uh on the road against washington 51 point total uh do you like anything in this matchup yeah i love washington here you know getting seven points at home now their offense it's not very good i mean
1: it's no secret that's really why they've been underwhelming this year and you know lost really you know outright to an fcs opponent uh the opening week of the year but That defense is one of the best in college football. I mean, they have a top three graded coverage unit overall. I mean, you know, led there with Trent McDuffie and Kyler Gordon, as well as Bookie Radley-Hiles covering the slot. I mean, those three defensive backs have been among the 10 highest graded ones in the conference winning coverage. And that trio has been instrumental in Washington, allowing just, you know, minus .29 EPA per pass play this season. Um, You know, that's a top three mark in the Power Five, and that's the best in the Pac-12 by a country mile. I mean, no one's even sniffing that, you know, level – of production there. You know, they did lose some key guys there up front, you know, with edge defender Ryan Bowman and uh, off-ball linebacker, Eddie uh Yulo uh, pre PFF preseason All-American. But at the end of the day, I think that coverage unit you know, on the back end strong enough to keep this one close. I mean, they've been getting having close calls, um, you know, really, almost seemingly almost every other game outside of that Michigan one. Um, and you look at the Oregon offense led there by quarterback Anthony Brown. This is going to be his most difficult defense base since probably back in 2017 when he was at Boston College and they had to play Clemson. That was his first year ever starting in the collegiate ranks. Um, you know, you look at what he did against, you know, a quality level defense this year. Um, Stanford's probably the best winning space to date. And that's the number one, arguably the number two coverage unit in the conference. And, you know, of course, that's the, the game they ended up losing. And Anthony Brown had a 47.1 PFF grade. So I, I think they have, Washington has the horses on D, you know, to keep this one close i minimum
0: NFL fans, are you hungry for a big win this week? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game, and if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner! It's that simple. If sportsbooks isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code PFF. Bet just five dollars on any NFL team to win their game and win two hundred dollars in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code PFF this weekend at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports spending partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Min $5 deposit, $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Yeah, yeah. so we so show a little bit of value from Greenline on both the spread and and the money line you know seven point spread sitting on that key number do you like uh washington as a live dog here at plus 220 do you like that more than the spread or are you pl- probably only playing them uh you know at the seven point differential on the spread Ooh,
1: i mean i, I kind of just like the spread um i do have there we they go put out an underdog parlay um over at our social channel at pff just to put a little bit you know just just to feel alive you know washington Money line is included in that, along with Auburn and another team that we're getting ready to talk about not for too long. But, you know, as far as just straight up single game play, I like Washington plus seven, just playing the spread.
0: There we go. I can get on board with that. So let's move. Move on to the Big Ten. Not a ton of great games uh, this week, but I am kind of interested in Michigan State-Purdue. I know you talked about uh, Purdue potentially being a live dog here. Uh, the spread has moved a little bit in their direction. Michigan State, three points, three-point favorite on the road, 53.5-point total. Uh, are you playing Purdue on the spread or money line, or how are you kind of approaching this one?
1: I do like Purdue, and that was the other team in that to make out that trio, of the underdog parlay, just to, just to see how it feels you know. Um, but, you know, Purdue plus three. I think we could see, you know, now I I need to start with this. I think Kenneth Walker III right now at this moment in time should be the favorite for the Heisman Trophy. But I do think Purdue has a chance here to keep this one close and kind of prevent some explosive runs, kind of like Indiana did a few weeks ago. Um, You know, Purdue, they like to load the box, right? They play a base personnel, third uh, most plays versus the run with eight or more in the box in the power five. And that's allowed them, you know, to really get after the ball carrier quickly you know, the type of fifth in yards before contact per attempt uh, at 1.1 yards. So, you know, I, I think that they are capable of really limiting Kenneth Walker's ability to create those big ones. And he had multiple ones, you know, really key ones against Michigan. I mean, he had three rushing touchdowns right. at 20-plus yards. So I do think that they they have the potential to do that. Um, and that all kind of goes back to can Peyton Thorne put the team on his shoulders and lead him to victory? We've kind of seen enough this year from him to know that, While he can be a good college quarterback, he's one that needs his hand held just a little bit. Um, And, you know, a lot of his success come on trick plays with play action. So I like Purdue in this one. Um, Maybe not my most confident play, um, but I I am taking him there plus three.
0: Yeah, definitely. And And I was wrong earlier, I do think this line opened at 2.5 for Michigan State, so it has moved in Michigan State's direction, out to 3. Green line does show a little bit of value um, on the Spartans, actually, so I think people probably uh, buy into the fact that they are just a little bit overrated, relying too much on Kenneth Walker, don't necessarily have uh, you know, the dog and Peyton Thornton to actually be all that successful at the quarterback position, so if they aren't able to bust some of these long runs, uh, they're going to have a really difficult time moving the football. I have met 2.5, so that was one of my favorite bets uh, of the week, so I do think I'm a little bit counter to what is on. We'll see how that works out. I guess one of us probably has to be right, but uh, I don't think I'm going to be touching Purdue uh, unless I can get them like over the, you know, over a field goal differential up to three and a half or not. So if you're looking to play Purdue, maybe you want to look at a little bit more of an in-game spread uh, as opposed to taking them on the pregame, flop line. So we'll see. I got to give out my best bets. I already gave out the one that I'm going to talk. is going to give us his best plays of the week, but I like, you know, Michigan State minus two and a half. That's moved out to three. I don't mind them at three still. Air Force, minus two and a half. Uh, University, LL. Uh, UL Monroe plus three and a half, UAB minus 13 and a half, Colorado plus 11 and a half. Uh, and this one's moved against me a little bit. I do have uh, Kentucky as a slight favorite. they moved, to the now dog, unfortunately, so they're Kentucky plus one, USC plus nine and a half. I can't believe I'm going back to the well with USC again for what feels like the fourth straight week. Uh, UTEP plus 12 and a half. They've been really good to me so far. And then Western Kentucky, Middle Tennessee State under 68 and a half. Those are uh, the bets that I have locked in so so far here for Saturday what do you have for the people though Trush I know you're gonna I know I know this is our turnaround week I know we're gonna get you know a really high amount of winners here I feel good about my picks and now I want to hear what you got for us yeah
1: I mean last week you did get me on Michigan State so maybe Friday can um you know get you over me on this one Come too through, so we'll see right. I'm trading them again but I do like Air Force 2 minus two and a half on the Big fan and that one. 11 30 a.m eastern kick over here on the east coast it's gonna be a lot of fun um and along with that some other quick ones i like smu minus four and a half at memphis um i like the over in notre dame navy over 47 and a half Um, colorado state minus three at wyoming and troy minus four against south alabama and of course like mentioned earlier i like washington plus seven um you know i also like auburn plus four and a half and then three more here ohio state minus 14.5 I'm a little nervous about this one after last week, but I think they can cover this big number. I'm just not confident. Adrian Martinez with that offensive line in that Ohio State pass rush, and I think last week was a fluky all-around bad performance from the Ohio State offense, whereas early in the year, we've started to see everybody play well besides the quarterback, and C.J. Stroud has obviously turned that around. So I think we're going to see a more cohesive team here. I think they cover that 14-and-a-half. And then I like Cincinnati minus 22-and-a-half going after those style points against Tulsa at home, homecoming, college game day. Going to be a big environment. And then another one that I love, Baylor minus seven at TCU. TCU has one of the worst defenses in you know, not just the Big 12, but in all of college football. They're fresh off parting ways with a longtime head coach Gary Patterson this past week. And their starting quarterback, Max Duggan, and star running back, Zach Evans. Uncertain to play because of injury. So I think Baylor, one of the most improved teams in college football. You know, I like him at, if, as long as that number stays at minus seven, does
0: not go up to minus seven
1: and a half. I like Baylor there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I actually have the Baylor TCU under. I feel decent about that, but again, like you said, TCU been pretty horrible defensively, so I'm a little bit more nervous about that. Did not give that out as recommended play, but as a spot I have bet. Uh, and I agree with you. I do like Ohio State a lot against Nebraska. Um, I just don't think Adrian Martinez is going to you know, keep the huskers relevant in that matchup so uh, I'm definitely with you on a lot of those I think we're feeling pretty good I think we've got a lot of great picks coming up here make sure you check out uh, Tresh's article he's got a best bets article coming up on college football a lot of his plays are in you know in that article talked about on here so make sure you check that out check out PFF Greenline uh, the NCAA power ratings tool if you're looking at getting a little bit of that future action in here coming up uh, now that we have some of those initial rankings from the college football playoff committee so make sure you check out all the rest of the great content that we have we have at PFF.com from Ben Brown, joined by Anthony Tresh. We appreciate you listening to the PFF Betting Podcast.